From St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community, this is Soulful Sundays. A weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into his vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. When he went out again about noon and about three o'clock, he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to him, said to them, you also go into the vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, These last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I am doing you no Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Let's pray. God be on my lips and in our hearts. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. When I was a kid, kindergarten particularly, my mom loved to tell this story. I loved handwriting schedule for the day. You know, you'd take 30 minutes out of your class time, and you'd practice your letters, and you had the big lined paper that was this big with the dashes in the middle to show you how high to make the loop and the D. Um, and I, I have this memory of practicing my Bs, my lowercase Bs, and getting all the way through the paper, all the way to the bottom line, the last few inches, and messing one up. And I was writing in pencil but I didn't really care. The eraser wasn't good enough for me. So I got frustrated and I crumpled the paper and I threw it away and I started crying. This prompted a parent-teacher conference 
um, in which my kindergarten, this is the part I didn't know, and the part that my mom loves to tell, my kindergarten teacher called my mom and said, is Sammy okay? Well, I just, I just want to check on her. And my mom said, you know what? She really likes to feel like she's earning her way in the world. She doesn't like it when we do things for her. She doesn't like it when she gets allowance just for smiling at the neighbors instead of yelling at their dog. She wants to earn her way. And so to me, when I messed up that B, I was not doing a good enough job of earning my approval in the world or my check mark and gold star in handwriting. And I, I carried that with me as a kid. I still carry that as an adult. I do everything I can to be an upright citizen, to gain approval of others through my great work. I try to make all A's. Seminary didn't go that well for me. So I'm learning. But I remember reading this passage growing up and thinking, well, that's not fair. All of these people work so hard all day and they got paid the same amount of money as the people who only worked for an hour. Which is true, right? To us, that's not fair. We live in an economy of scarcity, is what I call it. There's never enough. There's never enough money or food or resources or hours in a day or licks in a lollipop to satisfy our needs or the needs of our families or of our communities. And so ingrained in us in this, is this idea that there's not enough in the world to go around. So what I've come to learn about this passage and the way that it has shaped my faith is that God's economy doesn't work that way. So when we cut to the chase, when we look at the passage, and we're going to start at the end, if God is the landowner and we are the workers, what, what the scripture is telling us is that we're all, we're all saved. We all receive the same salvation, which is a weird word in the Episcopal Church. I know, just stick with me. We're all saved. It doesn't matter if we've been there 20 years or 20 minutes. Our salvation is the same, and there is enough for everybody. And even better than that, there's nothing we can do to earn more of it. God's love and grace and mercy and salvation are so abundant and so vast that they're incomprehensible. We used to tell this to our kids in camp. There's nothing you can do to make love God you make God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. God loves you as much as possible all the time, no matter what. So salvation is ours. Our daily wages have been paid. It doesn't matter how long we worked in the vineyard. I think, though, that this passage, it's cut short, it's cut off at the knees if we don't read back to the first part of it. We're saved, y'all. Our daily wages are paid, we're cashing in, our inheritance is secure. What now? And this is where I think we get into the crux of the Christian life. Everything we do in the Christian life, everything we do, when we come on Sundays to worship, 
or say our daily prayers, when we go out and do good works in the community, all of that is not out of a place of obligation, but out of a place of thankfulness. If we have already received salvation, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I think about that deeply. I don't let it just glance over me when I'm sitting around reading the Bible. I think about it, and I get kind of squirmy in my chair. It doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me when I think about the gift of salvation that I've received because I haven't earned it. I don't deserve it. There's nothing I can do in this world that will merit that amount of beauty and love and grace in my life, and yet I have it. And I'm thankful. I don't know about y'all, but I'm so thankful for that. And that is the wellspring of life that we bring to this world as Christians, is everything that we have can be driven out of thankfulness for that gift that we have already received. Our worship is because we are thankful. It is not to earn love. It is because we are thankful. Our good works are not to earn love. It is because we are thankful. And that is where this parable gets me today. Because guess what, y'all? The landowner goes out at the beginning of the day, at nine o'clock, at noon, and again at three, and then even again at five when there's only one hour of work left to do in the day. And he not only finds workers still standing about needing to find work to do, he has work to do. There is work to be done in this world. So much work, and we can't possibly accomplish it alone. But our Christian life should tell us that because we have received this gift and because we are thankful, we should want to do that work. We should want to spread the good news of the gospel because we are grateful, because we want others to receive the gift of salvation because we want that kind of love to wash over them, make them squirmy in their chairs. In the wake of Harvey and Irma and Maria, in the wake of the earthquakes to the south of us and the fires to the north, north of us, looking back towards those things and then looking forward to our stewardship season, which is focused on service. Looking in both directions, there is work to be done. I know there is. And we can do that work. We can be the people that enter the vineyard and labor and work towards the kingdom of heaven. Not because we must, but because we are thankful. So come, come and work with me, come and work with us, come and work with each other because your day's wages have already been paid. Amen.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.